Hello, guys. Welcome again to that edition you know and love. It's the Blackjack Pack, and I'm here with the none other than the iconic playmaker himself. How you doing? Uh, I'm good. You? It's good. It's good. It's good. It's Monday. It's, uh, you know, what we like to do here. And we have a little bit of a different topic on our hands. I think we're going to start off with not the schools and another imposed lockdown in Toronto for obvious reasons, a.k.a. Ford wants to fight the virus on his own, I guess. <laughs> but well, You know, it's funny. They were they're even uh, one of my boys even said, bro, the only person to ever shut me down, put me on a curfew and uh, and restrict my civil rights is no. And restrict my civil rights was Ford is <laughs> Ford. I think about you like I've lived under a black African household he's, and he's, I've never been, been locked down like this. If you live in Toronto and you're going through the lockdown right now, I'm just letting you know you've been through it. <laughs> you've been <laughs> through it. <laughs> Yo, and and you know the thing is it's like it's like literally at every point it seems like there's no end in sight. Like the vaccine is taking forever to to roll out. Man, they said they're going to give it to 70 year olds. Then they're like, oh, it's the young people spreading it. Now they want to give it to 40 year olds. And then now they, ha- they don't have any doses. They don't have any doses for us. Bro, I, yo, I don't know what they're really doing. I don't know what's going on. I thought, to be honest, I thought that when it would come down to the vaccine, at least in Ontario or Canada, we'd be more organized than this. Like, bro, the states is whooping our ass. Let's just be honest. Like, I mean, I saw that most of New York is like uh, vaccinating 30 year olds. I'm like, whoa. And you see how like a lot of Canadians are mad about that. It's like, how is how is the states beating us when they have more rampant cases over there and we need to fix no, no, up no, no, the country but, and no, Trudeau's getting you're, you're, What part? If you're going about it that way, you know why I'm not I was saying when I was reading on social media, I have no opinion. I have no opinion. No, no. We have universal health care. Right. Our, like our entire system is built on the fact that we can do this. Right. Right. Like think about it. Like, from everything that Canadians do and compare them to Americans when it has to do with the government, we're known to be a little bit more efficient. And it's faster. And it's it's more clear-cut, right? Like, I always tell people, I'm like, everybody talk, jokes around, oh, the IRS, the IRS. Bro, the CRA is worse. The CRA, the CRA will literally cut from your real, from your everyday check if you don't pay them. <laughs> like, you take taxes, and from your check, and then leave you the rest. So don't play with the CRA. So having said all that, like, I assume that, like, in terms of rollout and logistics, we would have this down pat. Like, this, like I even said, this should have been a layup, right? Because think about how quickly, and I'm not, I'm not trying to diss here, but how quickly elections get done in, in, the, in Canada. Within a and month. We have, yeah, within a month. As, Right from elections to um, even flu and flu vaccine rollouts are really quick in Canada. Stuff like that. I feel like there's so many things that we normally automatically do that it, it seems for me. Well, okay. Well, this must be the easiest part of fighting this thing off. Clearly not. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> like you know, you know when it's like it's like it's like. Um, it's like you see, it's sending your best player to the free throw. And I'm like, okay, whoo, god damn, we needed a, we needed two easy buckets, and then because we oh! inside of a barn out there right now. Speaking of barns, speaking of hitting things, 
We're going to talk about the fact that Paul Pierce is out here hitting the Instagram live all crazy. And all of a sudden now they've decided to, quote unquote, part ways at ESPN. I'm going to share my screen real quick. Just make sure you guys can get this, uh, this uh, little story here. So, yeah, for you guys there on YouTube watching it, former Celtics legend split after wild Instagram live. We're going to be talking about that real quick right here. And just just for reaction basis. How do you feel about this playmaker? Originally, when I saw the video of what was going on in Instagram Live, I'm like, whoa, aren't you married? <laughs> I'll um, tell you honest. Mean, when my I boy first, can't have a good time. I was chilling with my boy. We were chilling, um, just like, just vibing. I checked my Instagram and I literally seeing this dude. I'm seeing this dude acting like this. And the first thing that came to my head is, aren't you married? Bro, because you know the thing is, I'm not even against it. Like, whatever you and your wife decide to do. Well, that level is probably way different than whatever, like, regular people get to do or whatever playtime. No, no. I I know regular people that are married and they enjoy um, strippers and and whatever, right? Right. Um, But I feel like, first of all, you're in the public eye. And uh, that's probably where, where that's a little bit iffy. But my part that, for me... Uh, I almost feel like this was done on purpose now. Yeah. Because everybody, because now he's like, oh, big things are coming, whatever, and whatever. And I'm like. I remember that. I remember they were talking about him. He was, he was, he wasn't really forthcoming with it, but he said that big things are going to start happening for him. And And we'll talk about how Paul Pierce is getting the bag. Bro, I'm saying this. For a guy, let's be honest, he's he's had very few altercations with the law or anything, like, anything crazy, apart from the whole stabbing and thing. But, like, like you've never seen him act or do something like this. So, in my head, I'm like, okay. Plus, um, if you're very into the sports caster world, you understand that ESPN has been firing people left, right, and center, and then doubling down on the people that they're keeping on. Um, so if I'm Paul Pierce, maybe you have a five, six, seven year, 10 year contract with ESPN. Maybe you want to, you want to drop that contract in order to pick up a contract with TNT. Maybe you go over to the, the, the people who have been lighting up ESPN's butt lately with Undisputed and Colin Cowherd and where you go with that freely. Like that, I'm just saying, it gives them a lot of options, right? And because, like he, every time he would talk, would he would, he'd say something a little spicy. What? I don't know if ESPN was ready for that spice. But they rolled with it anyway because it's Paul Pierce. Yeah. Right. See now, here's another side of. I see when I see when I seen it, all I could think of was, you know. You you gotta be knowing how this is gonna look, right? Like you don't got no what you I mean, no offense, but you don't got no lawyers and 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 you know accountants calling blowing your phone up saying you're free to stop. Like you were on there for a hot minute talking all this and doing all this, looking behind him, looking forward, speaking. I'm like, yo, I thought life was good. I honestly was like a little like, wow, like life must be nice that your wife ain't complaining over this. 
and no, I'm no, I'm be I'm gonna be honest with you, right? I don't listen. If you, it depends on the relationship you have with with your significant other, right? right? There are some people they make it part of their relationship. Some people, it's like they have a wink, wink, nudge, nudge understanding about what their significant other does certain days, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I'm not gonna talk about that, right? Like that's like whatever he decides to enjoy in and and do, that's up to him. He's a grown ass man. Like I'm not gonna talk about another man's decisions like that. Right. But what I am gonna say is it seems a little suspect, right? Like if in two weeks or a month we see that oh Popius is gonna be part of another group, I'm telling you it was done on purpose. Like I'm calling it here first. Like it's a tact- it would be a great tactical move. Right? Like really. right? Because yeah, like ESPN was never gonna let him go. No. Him or Tracy. Tracy right? for life now. Or like you know what I mean? Like because like if anything, they're what they're trying to do is keep like is is to do to do get something. You see how TNT has a nice niche group? Yeah. And they can, they can, then they're so funny and so good at what they do that they get to do their own documentaries now. They don't have to go through another, another medium. You know how usually, um, just, just for the general public, if you want to get a documentary on political figures outside of the White House, you can't go anywhere but CBS. You have to go to 60 Minutes. ABC doesn't have the contracts to do that. They can't interview Obama after he leaves. Only CBS can do that. And now you're taking into account that, hey, there's these guys in TNT now who have their own vibe. If you're big enough, you have your own vibe. All of a sudden, you don't have to go through those stipulations. You can bypass that and just get to the people you want to and talk to them. That's a different dynamic. That's like how all these basketball players now, what they want to do is start their own podcast because they have easier access and they have to go through all the, the you know, the, the contracts and all that. that other broadcasts go to. So that's why podcasts are so so cool right now because you get to bypass that. Even Demi Lovato has her own podcast. What? No, I. you know what's crazy? Is this. But even with the podcast, I feel it depends on who, right? Right, and we're talking and we're in the podcast medium, but um, I feel it's the same people that they just would never have a podcast, not because they wouldn't be cool at it, not because people wouldn't be interested, but I feel like it it almost takes away from them more than it would give, right? I feel like KD definitely needs, like, I know, I think he does have a podcast, but KD, KD needs to talk more on his podcast and, and get all of his venom out because all these burner accounts, all of this, cussing that Michael Rappaport, all of that stuff. Like, he needs a healthy way to get out his frustrations. Period. But I feel like Braun, LeBron's never going to do a podcast like that. Like, he'll come on other people's podcasts, even produce a podcast, maybe come in, jump in a few times, but he's not really ever going to be there every week on Wednesday, go be here on LeBron James voice. Right? That's just not LeBron. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I just don't feel... um, it's, it's the same thing even with music stars. I don't think Drake would do it. Drake would no. pop in from time to time, like he does with OVO Sound. <laughs> but, like, there's other people, like Demi Lovato, it makes sense. Like, her, even the, her type of fans. Like, I feel like 
we get so much out of Drake from his music and we get so much of LeBron out of the stuff he does that like doing more or giving more seems crazy. Now, back to what we were saying with Paul Pierce, I feel like there's three, there's three things. Either he really did mess up, right? Mm-hmm. And now he's paying the price for it. Then he's, and then he's saying this, oh, big things are coming, whatever. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't think that that's what happened because think about it. He's been in the NBA and played college. Like he knows, he understands. He has a championship. He's an NBA champion. No, no. He just understands the rules of the game too long. Ah. Like, like, right? Because he would have never have done this if this was the NBA. Like, he would have, he, the, bro. I, I know people who've been drafted. I know people who play ball at certain levels, and all of them say, like, even celebrities that I, I, that like I'm a friend of a friend of, or or people I've met that are high up there, bro. Once you get to a certain level, when you go to parties, your phones are off. Right, like even parties or places that go in the finance sector, like once you reach, like once you get into the gala, your phone's off. What happens there is what happens there. Period. Right. Mm-hmm. So for Paul Pierce to have done that, it seems like you're really gonna tell me you don't know the rules to the game, bro. At your age, that's that's what I'm saying. It's a stretch. Right, like he didn't know. I think it's more tactical than anything else yeah all right so you know talking about that now and he brought lebron want to switch gears now talk about space jam 2 and their trade hey. so how do we feel about it i'm excited for it i was a little bit worried about how it was going to turn out but it seems like it's truly going to be a different story different mm-hmm. vibe mm-hmm. um Right, and uh, I don't know who is doing LeBron's hair, but that man's <laughs> working miracles. Like Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade said it best in the "I Am Athlete" podcast. He said, "God gave you everything, but hair, except for the, your hairline." <laughs> <laughs> hey, this Space Jam Two has a bunch of heavy hitters. All right, we got Don Chadle, Sanquia Martin Green, Eric Bowser, Jeff Bergman, Zendaya. Katsuchi, Gabriel Iglesias, you know, my name is Fluffy, and Kiba. Yo, the list is long, guys. This is long of people who are in it, and I mean, I'm hyped. I mean, I'm not really hyped. Okay, here's the thing. I'm hyped that there's a movie coming because we've been so long since we've even seen a new movie, and you know, forget the Mulan because that was that was hot trash. You're talking about Mulan, bro. You missed that on the movie. I'm talking about the well, the original one is what I live with, so like that's where yeah. this new one was just ah. But it's been a lot since we had a basketball movie. Yeah, that's true. And now we get to see people that we've actually you know grown up with, admired to be in a movie now. And and well, they've been in other movies before, but you know their very own thing. I'm. It's very. It's it's truly a good time to be alive. I feel like the trailer had me questioning a couple things in regards to storyline. So we, you know, hit the rewind button. Y'all remember the first one. Michael gets abducted to help people keep their jobs. Not people, animated characters keep their jobs, keep their lives. And thus, he goes out and he balls out. 
This version, I don't know, for anybody who hasn't seen the trailer, probably spoil it, but if you have, it's going to break down bare minimum. Loses his son in order to get him back, he has to play a basketball game with animated characters that he chooses to play with. Sounds a bit like, why does he have, why is it a, why is it like an NPC chore movie? I hate movies like that, where like the, the main character, it feels like a chore. Like, oh, okay, so for me to accomplish this, I have to do this? Okay, bet, time to do some work. Instead of, uh, wow, something happened to me, I'm put in this situation, I'm gonna, like, you know, now I have to figure out a way out of it. And through that, my character develops. I get what you mean. Um, but, you know, I, I understand what you mean by that, but I feel like even just in storytelling itself, I think the story is already, like, the setup for the story is already very clear, right? Um, I think the lesson will be, even though he has to do this chore, right? It's like, it's like Hercules, right? Like, in order to be forgiven, he had to do... Wait, which one are we talking one. about? You're talking about the live action or the cartoon one? No, no, just in general. Like, the... the oh, the, okay, uh, like Hercules the general story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I think that's, like, the grand motif of that. Um, and that motif... Right, like this is probably the one they're going with. Like he has to do some kind of labor, and in reward, he gets his son back. I feel like there's a lot that can be gained through that. Um, I don't think it's going to be bad story-wise, um, just because um, if you know anything about the way how LeBron likes to do business, is he does a lot of things. Like it's called vertical integration. Like from like if he's releasing anything, so from the beginning to the end he has something to do with it. The reason why Space Jam 2 even took so long to do had nothing to do with storylines, scripts, actors, whatever. Like a, a lot of that stuff had been done way before. So he owns, now he owns, and he's on the Warner Brothers lot, he owns and is part or has a production studio. But he wanted everything from top to bottom to be under a LeBron-led management group. Right. So and what I mean from that is from initial idea all the way to mass distribution. Damn. So in every part of Space Jam, LeBron James is getting a cut. So so even the production deal, even let's say how the, the looting tunes and the merchandising, he's getting a deal. Uh, he's got money off of that from um, the original storytelling. He is it's going to be a group of his people from. Uh, the animation, just like everything that goes about doing the movie from beginning to end is him. It's the same thing he does with his shoes. Same thing he does. Like, if you actually pay attention, like I, I, I've said this uh, for, for a very long time. Um, if you follow the playbook of certain people, and oh, I'm going to say this. If you follow the playbook of certain people, you'll see that there's certain moves that they tend to do. Drake is this way. LeBron's this way, who both of them probably learned it from Jay-Z, because Jay-Z's this way. Try to control everything from beginning to end to me, uh, to distribution of what you're doing. And that's get a cut at why, why. I mean, if there was a course on LeBron, a LeBronology, you would get like an A+. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like, bro, if you, if you want to be great, you got to study the greats. Like, like how would you bad. still stay in your lane and whatever, but learn what you can from, from what you can, right? Yeah. Um, and I feel like 
like in that way, LeBron, like that's something that LeBron does very, very well. And especially talking to people like business people, like it's very smart, right? Like, so you're completely in control of the entire means of production and there is no way where you don't get a cut. Like, and I'll give you the example of the first black man to ever do this. Cause the Ooh. other one, the other uh, guy was uh, um, Rockefeller. Like yeah. the reason why Rockefeller with Standard Oil, right? From everything from beginning to end and all the different ways that oil could be distributed. That's why he's he part had. of that's why he's part of the legendary four, right? His family and heirloom is his riches are beyond bro. Earth. Like if they bro, if they hadn't broken that thing up, he probably would have been a trillionaire. So in the like, nice in the early 1900s. Anytime you mention the legendary four, you know, Rockefeller, Vanderbilt. The list goes long. You know, you're talking about eons, big, big money, eons of of wealth. So, but let me let me let me say this, right? He's the first guy to ever give this, and you know, one person who doesn't get mad props for doing this, and I recently learned this, Mm. is uh, James Brown. Wow. So James Brown, and this is one of the reasons why, in the later '80s, and uh, he ends up. He ends up being on a list of the FBI <clears throat> to, to basically stop him, right? So, Jay, yeah, so James Brown owned everything that had to do with James Brown and surrounded. And I will give you an example. He owned multiple radio stations. So how can you not be the number one song in the nation, or at least for Black people, if you own multiple radio stations? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He owned every all his all most of his records were from uh and he not only did he own the label, but he also owned the record, the, the production company that would actually physically make the vinyls for singles and full-on 45s. Dude. Then he would own bro, the then he would own his management team of managing other groups and the touring team who owned them, the, the people that would organize and everything. Right. Then he also, everybody was under his payroll for the show. You're right. So that's him again. And then he himself making the music. And There's no way out of it. No way out of it. Bro. Yeah. Why so you- if you're, if you're in the James Brown system, like you're, there's no way where he's not touching money. Yeah. Right? Like, this. so, and because he had gotten so powerful, and me, think about it, I'm saying this, and this is in the 60s, in the 60s 70s, 70s yeah. 80s. 80s. Yeah. So, like, for us, like, now, like, we're growing up right now. I mean, this is, this is education for people, you know, if you, you know, you're watching how you should probably start moving. Uh, yo, because if you understand, if anybody who understands that if you if you know your entire means of production and you own every part of your means of production from point A to point B, the whole thing, mm-hmm. you're Nowhere. always getting a check. Always getting a check. And these checks right? get like, cut up big. They get cut but up But that's big. the thing. Like, even if you get, like, think of it this way, right? Think about every step, he gets a hundred bucks. He has seven tips. That's $700. Off of one thing. Think about it. That one song he makes, that one hit he makes, radio ad money gets paid. 
singles and singles and RPM, the, the record company, the label company he pays, the vinyl record company gets paid, all that that's him. The management company gets paid. The touring company gets Again. paid. He gets paid from the ticket sales at the performance. Right? Like, so now radio saying, owners are like, bro. So have you said <laughs> that? He laughed. He too. eventually gets his radio stations. He gets his radio t- stations taken away from him because uh, Nixon fully no says, way. Um, if he can, because think about it. When Martha Luther King dies, right, gets shot, he's in Boston. He calms the people. He literally performs a free show to in Boston, has the entire nation glued watching James Brown. So he calms down the whole nation. And then right after, soon later, they're like, if he can stop, if he can stop riots on multiple occasions, then he can obviously incite a riot. So we got to shut him down. And that's Jada Gary Hoover and whatever. And bro, and I even said, I'm not going to lie, but I honestly feel that set black people back. Because if I, like, think about it. If your dad, if my, like, let's not even say that. If Michael Jackson knew that, think about what Michael Jackson could have done. Granted, that's something else. Because Michael Jackson actually owned that, like, a lot, like the, the discography of like half of the music stars between like the 80s and the early 2000s. Like uh, People don't remember, like but there was a big fight over who owned the original Elvis Presley vinyl. Because no, Michael as, owned like a part of, of it Beatles after being buried. He, no, he owned all of the Beatles. Music. Sorry, he owned all of it. I remember this was a whole big fight because when he died, they weren't sure how they were going to cut it up and it was never in the will stated to cut it up. Bro, but but that's what I'm It's just like, if... If, I feel like if black people knew this well, and they yeah, started in your head yeah. that you have to control all the music production and I'm not and I'm, I'm going to say this but it's even even if you're even if you're selling illegal contraband or whatever if you control the music production from beginning to end you're a richer person that's that's it whatever you're in you got to control it from beginning to end but you don't have to you start off slow but make sure that's your end goal so you can live like these guys, do things like these guys. This is how business is supposed to be conducted. For black people out there, you guys are listening. You need the education. That's where we're kind of going to end the shot, end the show off. There, there was a little bit of segment we want to talk about March Madness because you know how both of us love March Madness. There was bro. a here that sent Gonzaga to the Elite Championship game. Bro, bro, I, I, the thing is, is Gonzaga's a really good team, but I feel like they've been getting really lucky, but luck does happen to labor under correct knowledge. So you want to talk about luck? Let's talk about UCLA. They had a play-in game and now they went all the way to the final four. That's a good season. It's a good season. Bro, and you know the thing is, I'm not going to lie, it's been a very long time since we've seen a really good Bruins team. Yep, yeah, it has, it has been a long time. Right, like, so for me, at this point, like, I'm really interested in seeing how this thing ends. Yes. I, I just feel it's going to be a, well, the next couple are just gonna be great games. So my in my bracket, not to brag or anything, but I had thirty eight right. So it was a sixty three percent correct bracket. That's not bad. State. I knew Ohio State was frauds, but I didn't know you guys were big frauds in the first round. What's wrong with you guys? Anyways, I'm gonna talk to my Ohio friend about that. But anyways, anyways, um, you know I picked Gonzaga to win against Baylor. Um, I had that in my bracket. 
Uh, unfortunately, Houston decided to go into the final four uh, for some reason. Don't know why, but <laughs> anyways, mm-hmm. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of March Madness championship game and everything like that. This has been another episode of the Blackjack Pack with Playmaker and, of course, Pars Retro. You're in the deal. So hope you guys enjoy. Hope you guys have fun. And we'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace.